What is scrupulosity? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with real recovery. What is scrupulosity? All right, Brandon, this is a good question. This is going to be a fun discussion today. Uh, scrupulosity is definitely something that a lot of people come into our office with different levels of it. So yeah. that's going to be great. Um, before we do that, I'm just going to hurry and read our review for the day. This is from Shattered to Thriving, and it says, highly recommend. I started listening to the Betrayed, Addicted, and Expert about nine months ago, and I've started listening to this podcast after my intake with Brandon. I'm trying so hard to own my own story and the betrayal I've experienced, by, but I often find it difficult and filled with shame. Recently, I recommended this podcast to a coworker and a patient of mine, and they said they couldn't wait to listen. My husband is going to your Rising Sun retreat in September, and he can't wait. You guys are truly inspiring. Thank you so much for the woman who came on recently and talked about feeling crazy and being the reason her marriage is staying stuck. You said what I feel most days and it's tough working through, but we'll get there. I love you guys. Wow. That's a good one. That's a great one. And it's a great one too, for, for those kind of fans of the betrayed, the addicted and the expert. And I, I appreciate you for the years that you've listened and, and, uh, you know, she's kind of transitioned over to this podcast and learning about recovery. And, and I just want to invite you all to transition over to, the Real Talk Recovery podcast with the Therapy Brothers. So find us on iTunes and please go and subscribe over, over there to, to this new podcast. Great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have a really good uh, question today. We actually have a guest on that's willing to come and share some vulnerability and ask these questions. So Mason, thank you for joining us today. No problem. Why don't you just, uh, why don't you just kind of jump in, explain whatever backstory you feel comfortable sharing and then, and then ask your question. We'll have a discussion. Hey, no, that sounds good. Um, just a little background on me. Um, I, I was raised in the LDS faith and I still am an active member of the LDS church. Um, and, uh, during my upbringing, I, I always wanted to be good as I'm sure most people do. Right. And, uh, um, I, I became, eventually I became really obsessed with, um, making sure that I live my religion, but at the same time, um, I also acquired a sexual addiction. Um, I encountered pornography for the first time when I was 12 years old and, uh, and it, it slowly became a, no, actually really quickly probably became a, <laughs> a sexual addiction, uh, more so. And then in high school, I ended up uh, being physical, sexually physical with, with girlfriends and things like that. And, um, and then came the time where it was, I was supposed to serve a mission. Right. And, and throughout, throughout my youth, I, I would go to a Bishop and confess my sins and try to be good and try to never do it again. And then, and then that, um, that addiction and that temptation, um, I, I, I would, I would give into it again. 
And, uh, and finally, it got to the point where I was ready to serve a mission. And uh, I went to my bishop and I said, okay, I, I got I to gotta take care of all of everything, right? And I got to confess all my sins and I got to repent so I can be worthy to, to go on a mission and, and preach what I believe. Um, I can't be a hypocrite, right? And, um, and so I went and I, um, I confessed to him and, and I, I shared everything I could think of. And then he said, okay, let's get your papers started, you know, after a few months of a repentance process. And, um, and I kept just remembering details and things of, of, oh, I forgot about this part. I forgot about that part. I forgot about this part. And just mm-hmm. continually repenting. And my bishop would be like, dude, you're good. Like, move forward, move on. Remember let it lots. go. Yeah, let it go, you know? And then I got on my mission. I remember in the MTC, I started to feel like, oh, I, I, I should be one of those missionaries that goes home right now because I'm not worthy to be here uh, because of all of my sins. And, um, and so I remember confessing and saying, I don't feel worthy to my MTC branch president. And then I got on my mission and literally every interview with my mission president, including my exit interview, I had remembered another detail of my past or something like that. And I'm like, President, this is why I have to go home. This is why I'm not worthy to be here. Um, and so I literally became uh, so obsessed with, sorry, if you hear that, I'm, that's Hill Air Force Base, if you can hear oh, the I was, I was just going to say, we're like some, getting a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Talk about background noise, like, like <laughs> F-16s like, and what stuff. What is going on? <laughs> sorry about that. So, um, so yeah, I just, I just became obsessed with like, this is, this is why I'm not worthy yet, because I, I haven't covered this thing. I haven't covered that thing. And, and it became really obsessive. And every time a mission president would say, Elder, you're good. Like, you're doing everything you can. You're good. Just let it go. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You know, forget yourself and go to work. And then I began to feel really like on my mission, I began to like feel guilty for like, anytime like I, I, I felt like I, I needed self-care. I could feel that within me. I feel guilty for like, if I study for myself and not for the people that I'm trying to teach on my mission, then I'm a bad person. Mm. And, and so I, I neglected myself because I felt like I was being disobedient. If I, if I cared about myself at all, um, cause I was supposed to forget myself, right. And go mm-hmm. to work. And so, and so that, that became a real struggle for me. Like I felt like I was out there doing everything I could to show God that I loved him and that I care about, um, everything that he has. Um, but at the same time, I, I wasn't really applying his love to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and so I got off my mission and, and I, uh, because, because of my obsession with trying to be obedient, I, I didn't have any, um, slip ups or anything with sexual addiction on my mission at all. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm past that. And, and at, at this point, I still didn't even admit or, or realize that I had a sexual addiction in my life. Um, and then, uh, and then I probably even a couple months after, after I got home from my mission, I, I slipped up with masturbation. Um, and my wife who I dated before my mission, like right before my mission, when I was going through my parents process, I, I, I always saw her as an example to me and, uh, just an amazing person. I, I definitely married up, um, in that, regard she she's always just been an example and a and a kind of someone i'm like i'm i'm the i'm the screw up 
And then I found you and somehow I talked you into <laughs> to marrying me, right? And so um, she actually went on a mission during that mission age change. So she was one of the first age, I think she might've been the first group of age change missionaries to go out. And, uh, and then she, she ended up coming home and uh, we started dating again. And, uh, and we eventually got married. And up to this point, I still, I still, I, I was open with her about how I didn't feel worthy. I told her about some of my stuff before in high school, but I, I wasn't really vulnerable with her um, because I, I didn't understand that concept or really process that concept of vulnerability and being honest and, and not hiding and all that stuff. So along with this scrupulosity and obsession of confessing was also this shame and, and, you know, tendency to want to hide and, and perfectionism to, to want to not let people know that, Hey, I, I'm not perfect. And, and I have issues. And so I, but, but at the same time, I also started to, instead of being obsessed with confessing to a bishop or a, a church leader, it, it, it started to become obsessive with confessing to my wife. And mm -hmm. it got to a point where we started going to therapy. Um, and I was told that I need to be transparent and vulnerable and honest. And, and so um, about three years ago, I, I started like trying to just make sure I was perfect in my thoughts and everything like that. And I was told, you need, you need to be sharing you need to be sharing your thoughts because you're hiding. Right. And that's, that's what I was told. And so I started confessing every impure thought that happened to me, to my wife. And that was just keeping us spiraling forever and ever and ever. And finally the therapist was like, okay, this isn't working. Like you, you're, <laughs> you need to, you need to only confess when, when you're actually entertaining. And then I was like, well, did I entertain that thought? Did I entertain that thought? Was that entertained? Was that entertained? And so this obsession just, just continued, continued. And then finally, I just, I just, uh, we kind of stopped, our therapist kind of canceled on us. They had some life stuff. And then we, we've had therapists bail on us before. And we never really found like a CSAT or anything up to that point until just barely we started going to adult recovery. Um, my wife started meeting with an adult therapist um, a few years ago, but, but I, I actually had a really large relapse in February for the first time in marriage. I was, I was physical with someone else. And, uh, and that's, that's really scary to say, <laughs> um, uh, because people are going to listen to this. Um, but, uh, so I, I was like, okay, I got to crack down and figure out what's going on. Cause I, I'd be scrupulous and scrupulous and scrupulous. But then at the same time, I had this perfectionism where, you can't, you can't tell your wife this. So like, just, just be in denial and, and call this your scrupulosity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a mix that I am experiencing and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I'm transparent and that I'm honest and that, that I am proactive in, in my recovery and, and doing the things that, that I want to be doing to find peace and harmony and, and uh, safety for, for my relationship and for, for me. Um, uh, but I, I still find myself being so obsessive and making sure I'm doing all the right things that, that I, I feel anxiety a lot. Yeah. And I, I struggle to, to know how I can, um, manage everything that's going on inside my brain and still be able to, to be proactive and honest and make sure that I, I'm not in denial. Um, and it's become this really difficult thing for me. So that's, that's just kind of, that's, that's kind of what I've been um, going through. And, uh,
Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert feed, and we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We want to let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.